I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are now listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Roam around here with Emil A.S.H. coming at you. For our third audio only, I mean, well, yeah, audio only episode of the week because we had on Monday we have our uh, live anniversary audio only version for those who weren't able to come on Tuesday. And if you are listening to this, this is likely on a Wednesday. So, but I'm gonna up. Um, it will be that way for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> we got some interviews lined up like the old days and. It just do be like that sometimes. Um, but, you know, uh, if you are a big fan of us and you love, you'll definitely love all the content we're putting out for you. Uh, it's our passion to just deliver our stuff for your wrestling diet. But if you are a bigger fan of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, please maybe consider supporting us by subscribing to our Patreon. Uh, Emil A.S.H., tell the people what they can avail what they can find for themselves when they subscribe to our Patreon program. All right. So you can get the full wrestling wrestling podcast experience by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. So you'll get uh, all the perks uh, that we have. Of course, you have the discord community where you could interact with your fellow podcast and you could talk to us about anything. Of course, you, you could talk to us about wrestling but you could also talk to us about anything you want, like sports, movies, uh, TV shows, memes, sports, fashion, and uh, and all and everything uh, and anything. And also, we have our Pasabais, which the last one we just had uh, three weeks ago. And uh, as per Stan, um, so uh, if you wa- on the way now. So if you want to be a part of the next one, you could. And if you want to get your authentic WWE, AW, or any other wrestling merch, you can get it. Through us, uh, and uh, we also have the review content of the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and and local wrestling uh, events as well. Like uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Rowan, who has been 
doing a good job of uh, putting out uh, reviews for the, uh, the action novella episodes uh, of us recently. So uh, if you want to uh, to be on the latest on what's happening uh, on the end of on the action novella side, you could uh, read it through Rowan's reviews there. And um, by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the pod. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast where you can subscribe for as low as five dollars or no local currency it's around 275 pesos yes sir yes sir thank you emilia sh for telling the people where they can support the podcast and thank you naren by the way to the people who dropped by uh our wrestling wrestling podcast live ninth anniversary recording session yes um, uh, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, which should be up by the time you hear this, um, we really, you know, went into our story. Um, every year, actually, we kind of tell our story. Um, maybe every time there's a big milestone, like when we hit a hundred or something, uh, we kind of rehash the wrestling wrestling podcast story, especially for those who are new to this. And Dagdag, because we have new ASHs, we have the new generation of hosts. So as long as we're here, yes. the story will never stop. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you then. Sunday. That was such a fun event. Uh, meeting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, friends, a lot of uh, a lot of new friends as well. So uh, thank you. And um pa in future uh, uh, future anniversaries <laughs> or not even anniversaries, but uh, uh, more gatherings of of uh of the community here that we we have cultivated over the last uh, 9 years so yeah. no for sure for sure we'll have more events because uh of the world is opening back up um our uh home network podcast network asia is always in favor of having events so um that won't be the last one for sure all right let's move on let's get this episode uh rolling this is picks of the week for uh, last week as you know we picked um the best from the past week, whether uh, anything involving wrestling, whether it's a match, a segment, a YouTube video, a social media post, anything, anything under the sun that involves a wrestler or involves some sort of wrestling, it is fair game to be picked. And let's start with um, a few picks here. Uh, we have a bunch of non-match picks here, uh, like half <laughs> half the hosts here have chosen. Um, non-match stuff let's start with stance because he is his is measure a belated pick because this thing that he picked happened weeks ago and this is the wwe biographies episode featuring none other than the american dream dusty Rhodes. so i don't know why he picked this just now maybe he just caught it just now uh so i gotta read stan's uh comments here that he left he says it's about time we got a dusty biography and a and e did it really well here um did we never get a dusty rose biography before but it's impossible for someone like dusty Rhodes to not be explored i think i know a network documentary i think i've already seen one yeah uh, yeah i'll talk about this when i get to my own comments um he appreciates how it put Dusty's rise to stardom in context for the modern wrestling fan. Um, he doesn't know that Dusty grew up in a neighborhood, I believe, in Texas, where um, a lot of Black and Mexican-American families were uh, around. It explains how he got the jive talk, the, the jive accent, 
that's normally reserved for uh, the black community, especially in the 70s. He pretty much took all of those. And like Elvis, he made it uh, he made it palatable to a white audience in the South because he became the common man. So basically, he's wrestling Elvis in, in that regard. San says he already expected to be emotional when he was watching this. And then it got even worse. or It got more intense, rather, when they showed the time when Dusty Cody and Dustin Rhodes were all in the same ring together. Back in Battleground 2013, I believe that was when they were facing the Shield. He was an emotional wreck. That match is still his favorite tag team match. And he has a newfound appreciation for it now that he knows... Um, the whole history of the Rhodes or the Runnels family. So um, Shepard, as a promo guy, as a mic guy, someone who is known for his mic skills, he loves how the documentary explained, you know, quite a bit of nuance about how Dusty approached talking. As we all know, uh, Dusty was a great talker. If you haven't seen the Hard Times promo yet, um, you definitely should. It's free on YouTube. It's what, two minutes of your time? And it's worth uh, it's worth getting into to see what everyone refers to when they say hard times. Okay, my comments about this is to me it's nothing new. I I have Dusty's book. Uh, Dusty has a book. It's kind of like his autobiography, but Champa Ghost written with uh, a writer. So I knew kind of some of this. Shepard and not the newer stuff where it uh, it focuses on Sina Cody, Sina Teal, um, Cody's sister. So. I believe, as we mentioned, Kanina, this isn't kind of new. Um, so uh, not that I don't think you should watch it. If you don't know anything about Dusty Rhodes and you uh, only hear about him from the things Cody says and the storylines that Cody's involved with, um, it's worth a watch. And it's worth knowing what Dusty Rhodes was all about. But to me, it wasn't. it didn't really put in anything new. I knew that the... Dusty wasn't a present father to Sina Dustin. I knew that he made up for it when Cody and Teal were born. So those things uh, I already were from I already was familiar with. So what about you, Emil? What did you think of this episode of WWE Biography? When just a part then where um you said uh, Dusty got his, you know, the way he talks from living uh, with uh, blacks and Mexicans around the Texas area. Naisip ko, may pinagmanahan talaga si Cody. Eh. Like, remember, <laughs> like, remember when uh, Cody, um, yung, he rapped the verse uh, during the lead to WrestleMania yung, when he rapped a verse from California Love. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, that, yeah, so, yeah, so, may pinagmanahan din pala si Cody doon. So, <laughs> so, but, yeah, this is, um, w- so as someone who has you know, watch but like they have any madaminasinang presentations that they did about Dusty. But there's still things na new for me. Like when the you like stick attack and was was his chase towards winning the NW and uh, NWA world, the that big gold belt, you know. That chase when he went up against Ric Flair. And I can't help myself but to Compare it to his son and young people wanting Cody to win the title right then and there. Now you don't realize that his dad went like went through this chase where he keep he kept on losing and losing and losing, and it made that win that it made that win more more satisfying when he finally 
beat Ric Flair for that big gold belt noong 1986. So um, may, may, may parallels din talaga sila I can't help but to think they have so many career parallels din. And you know, ano, and also that I love that they featured the, at least the, that battleground match, which I was already a fan by then. And that was my favorite match of that year because of the emotions. And even though at that time, hindi pa familiar with Dusty, like, you know, I I rooted for them to win, even though Ma- the Shield were like some of my favorite guys at that point. Yeah, uh, it's it's great that you mentioned Dusty's chase, actually, because that's actually a pretty good point. It's funny because uh, wrestling is always, especially the good wrestling, it's always predicated on this, uh, on the eternal chase for the babyface. And, you know, young people nowadays will tell you nah, it shouldn't be like that anymore. It's a different time. There are um, way more shows now, way more, way too much programming actually that the the whole timeline for these things should be condensed kaya um hindi na siya pareho but you know this has always been a thing for storytelling it's always been a thing for wrestling so it's uh i i didn't get to say this on the on the live stream when we talked about uh the wrestlemania results but and i don't want to get to it too much because we have a lot of things to talk about but you can't demand great storytelling from the wrestling program and not and complain when you actually get it. Because you shouldn't also assume that they're not going to finish the story. You're assuming that they're not. And it's not fair to the people telling the story because they ha- they should have the grace and the space to tell that story. Anyway, uh, let's, let's move on. Let's proceed to the next pick. It's uh, Rowan's pick. This is kind of a, a silly pick, if you will. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a video from React. Where they featured a bunch of NXT superstars, Wesley, Gigi Dolan, uh, the family, Tony D'Angelo, and two stacks. Um, uh, sorry, stacks, but <laughs> stacks and two, <laughs> yeah. two dimes. Uh, and uh, see JC Jane and Trick Williams, right? Yes. So they were just playing games and they were just playing party games, toys, kids' games. He says that. Rowan is amused when he, he sees wrestlers step out the ring and not be their character for videos like this. So he, he thought it was fun to see Tony D'Angelo play games, fold origami, <laughs> write a poem. He just likes to see them all have fun. Um, yeah. As if they hadn't had fun since their wrestling career started. Well, I, I will tell you right now, Rowan, that there is a lot of fun involved when you become a wrestler. So... Uh, this goes to show, he says, that being an adult doesn't mean that your inner child is dead. You can still be a child at heart, even if you're a pro wrestler that is usually presented as someone who's tough and angry. I don't know where, <laughs> where you thought uh, where you, <laughs> where you thought that not having fun was a thing, but people actually have fun in wrestling. Actually, sometimes people have too much fun that they forget the wrestling part. Um, yeah, they forget the the actual serious side of the business. But you know, uh, that's not to say that we can't have fun. It's 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 fun. I did think that this video was funny, but you know, I wasn't particularly compelled. Like, yes, it's a nice. Um, I used to I used to produce content like this back when I was in publishing, and Jebra is fun. <laughs> it's it's just stuff <laughs> that you watch on YouTube. It doesn't move the needle. It's just there. It's it's a fun watch. It's a fun eight-minute watch. That's pretty much it. What did you think, Amy? For those who doesn't know, React is the former name, if you're familiar with those, uh, the Fine Bros. 
yung uh, react yung mga react channels so that's them and matagal na silang uh, matagal lang suki ang WWE on this channel so this wasn't a surprise for me ang the one takeaway i have is ganun talaga magsalita si Tony D'Angelo no i think um, i think he and was, Sachs, was like, uh, no i think he and Sachs were playing it up uh, there was a part okay. that they <laughs> highlighted nung i think nung opening clip that they were kind of sounding normal so Nobody talks like that. Nobody talks like a Italian gangster <laughs> in 2023. So okay, I know for a fact they were playing it up and feeling classy. They were so much into the character already that they it's natural for them to sound like that. Yeah. Okay. So I thought talaga show, talaga show but it was, it was a fun video. Like this is a type of video na siguro pag kumakain ako and have nothing to watch, I would just. Papalipas uh, oras. It was fun. It was fun, harmless fun. You'd see wrestlers be themselves at least at at some point. So, um, it was a fun. Kaso palang mahabas. It was twenty minutes. So you know, so you go play it, it was eight minutes, right? It was eight minutes. Uh, no, it was eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, God. Yeah, that's, was, that's way yeah. too long. That's way too long. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. That's way too long. As uh, speaking as a content creator, na has produced videos like that. That's way too long. Yeah, for for flop speed for flop pieces like this, it should be like that. Um at least hindi siya lalagpas ng 10. Yeah. For me. Yeah. All right. Uh sige, now that we talked about that. Let's talk about uh Chino's pick here. This one is a better pick, I think. Mustafa Ali uh did a press tour for uh at at Saudi Arabia in Jeddah specifically. And he did it during Ramadan, so he he squeezed in his uh, his Hajj, uh, which is uh, the trip to Mecca for those who aren't fully aware of the Islamic faith. So he pretty much hit two birds with one stone there. So he promoted, uh, I believe, the Saudi shows while managing to fulfill his uh, uh, religious obligations. That's pretty cool. Um, Ali has been pretty open about his uh, Islamic faith. Uh, uh, people will be assholes about that on social media. So he defended that. He, he defended himself. Chino says that he enjoys how Ali speaks. He is composed and well-spoken and articulate. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, the video gives a lot of sight, insight rather to Ramadan and the Hajj, as well as the other practices uh, performed by Muslims during this period. And it was a very respectful, very uh, sensitive portrayal of uh, uh, Islam uh, for the fans of WWE. And um, Chino especially highlights how this was kind of a political tool for WWE to foster their uh, relationships with uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the larger Islamic world. He says that WWE had a smart, if you have it, use it mentality in which uh, they have a, a big Muslim superstar like Ali and Shepra in a way, see Sami Zayn. Um, but, you know, Sami has a lot of issues with Saudi Arabia. So they pretty much use that to, you know, uh, broker some relationships there. So uh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree that this was pretty sensitive of WWE to tackle. People will say it's woke because it's it's a it's a it's a Muslim thing, right? Uh, Muslims have always been portrayed in the past twenty or so years, thirty or so years as terrorists, which is terrible. Uh, Ali is like one of the best ambassadors for from WWE to the larger Muslim world, so that's pretty cool. And even though I know it won't, you know, enlighten a lot of the 
terrible American fans of the WWE. Um, it's still a good try, Shampre, because it's pretty good PR for them to just try and be sensitive about, you know, the larger world outside of the the white people world, the white Christian world that's prevalent in America. What did you think of this, Emil? This honestly reminds me of, yeah, I, like um, back to my being a basketball fan roots. Remember that show, NBA Inside Stuff? And yeah, they would always... Yeah, they would always like have a weekly segment. They would follow a player's uh like day in their lives. Like they, where did they go? Where what they do? This kind of reminds me of that. Like they followed through Mustafa Ali's uh his press tour in Saudi Arabia and practicing uh his uh his uh, his religion. And I think they did it respectfully in the man. Like uh, I didn't I didn't see anything offensive about it, I didn't see anything wrong about it. Like I know things are kind of iffy because of you know uh, the relationship of WWE with Saudi Arabia, but this was uh, perfectly done in my opinion, and uh, um, and I love how I, I would I would always love every time Mustafa Ali would get featured because I I like the guy I want the guy to have this big push because I think it's one of the great talents in the WWE. So things like this it kind of also helps the general audience to be familiar and to know who Mustafa Ali is. Yeah. It's just pretty sad that uh, Mustafa Ali um, kind of lost his momentum from 2019. Right? Yes. When he was kind of pushed on SmackDown. Now he's a mid-card comedy act that isn't, that's kind of lost in a shuffle on Raw. So I hope that, you know, this eventually leads to something better for him. All right, uh, we have more picks in the pipeline, but before that, let's take a quick break first and, you know, give ourselves a breather and hear from our fellow podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, we are back with Picks of the Week from the week of April 17 to April 24. Okay, uh, let's go to the actual matches because I'm sure... You guys have uh, been waiting for our uh, picks that are actually matches. So, Emil, tell the people your pick from Raw. So, my pick is from Raw last week, uh, April 17. It was the six-man tag between Judgment Day, uh, Damon Priest, 
Finn Balor and uh, Dominic Mysterio going up against the uh, tag team champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, together with Matt Riddle. Um, I, I like the context behind the match. Um, yung short-term deal that the Bloodline made uh, with the Judgment Day to take care of their problems with uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in exchange, um, they will uh, extend their services uh, in taking care of uh, the Judgment Day's problems with Rey Mysterio, which if you watch uh, last week's Raw, Solo defeated Rey Mysterio. It also a great match. So I would also give that a shout out. Which happened uh, early, like the first match of of that RAW. So I like it when there's a reason as to why a main event match is happening. Because most of the time they will just announce a match without not even without the context, but we just know that they're feuding, and then but there's no explanation as to why we're getting this match. Like we have been getting recently on Raw. So this was a nice change of pace. And it was a very fun back and forth match. And both teams got, got their thing in. It, it was your typical six-man main event tag match. And the, the post-main uh post-match angle where the baby face teamed up. Um you got semi KO and riddle and then Rumes Buck Yung LWO to get rid of the heels. It was very attitude era-esque. I mean, we already talked about it on the live stream last Thursday, you know. Like um I like it when feuds would cross over with one another. Um it sends this message now everyone can still interact with one another and not be isolated in their own feuds. And and Sana we will get more of this uh in the next weeks to come and in the Triple H era. So there yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Um, we already talked about a lot of this last week. Now on on the th- on Thursday, yes, on the live stream. Yeah. So I will. Def- I mean, you mentioned it. You mentioned everything, and we already went into the finer details of this. Sempre, these six men are really good at what they do. So uh, it's yep. no surprise that this was a fun main event of Raw last week. Uh, do you have anything else to add about this match? Because I don't have. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, that, that's everything that needed to be said. I mean, again, we already uh, explained everything uh, on the live stream uh, last Thursday. All right. So, yeah. uh, let's go to my pick uh, from last week's Ring of Honor TV show. Uh, it is Konosuke, Konosuke Takeshita versus Lee Moriarty. Ironic because I tagged uh, Ian Rickabani and Caprice Coleman. <laughs> yes, I saw that. To fucking get the fucking get the get the fucking foreign names right. I say it's it's so bad. It's if you watch the show, it is for me as as a commentator, it's downright embarrassing. Because these are people you're introducing to a larger American audience. That was mamaliin mo pa yung pangalan, so malalaman nila. I mean, madidinig nila yung maling pangalan, yung maling pagbigkas. That was it's gonna kind of give them. You know, kind of let them know that it's okay to fuck up their names, you know? Because I'm, I'm American. I don't know how to say these uh, Japanese or Spanish names. Right? So fuck that. Uh, please, if you are a commentator, if you're listening to this and you're a professional commentator, whether it's wrestling or basketball or boxing, MMA, whatever have you, if you are commentating anything, please get these names right, especially these foreign, non-English, non-Western names. Because uh we can't normalize um we can't normalize messing up uh another culture's names another culture's language anyway that's my tangent uh, this match is pretty good it's really great um ROH and AEW matches tend to be um faster paced uh work rate fests 
I hate using that term work rate, but these guys slowed it down. Uh, they made everything um, easily digestible and meaningful. So I know that Takeshita likes to fly around, major high energy, but he was game to slow it down with Moriarty. Moriarty is a more technical wrestler. He's a bit of a striker as well. So it benefits him to slow the game down and work on his, work at his pace. So that's pretty cool of them to do. If you think that you know these um, matches from these promotions are too fast, uh, meaningless, if you will, it's just focusing on the on the spots, on the high spots. Please watch this match because it kind of pretty much highlights the fact and tells you now. Okay, it's not always like that. You know, we can do uh, the style that you see on a show like WWE as well. It may uh, storytelling. Uh, there's an in-ring storytelling. Um, the outside the ring storytelling isn't all there, but the in-ring stuff was, you know, uh, really on point. And uh, it was mentioned on commentary during the match as well. But uh, watching these two work is getting a glimpse of the future of uh, AEW and Ring of Honor. So that's pretty cool. And you can point back to stuff like this to see to say rather now. I saw these uh, future pillars, if you will, from the from the very beginning, from the beginnings rather, not the very beginning. So, Tayana, um, I, I I watch, I enjoy watching the on the mid card guys, and Takeshita is getting a big push on AEW, so he's not going to be a mid card guy for too long, I think. But um, it's fun to see them develop and evolve, and you know, rise through the ranks in front of our very eyes. Yeah, um, I also caught this match uh, before we came on, and you know, um, it was so hard hitting ng moves hit ni Takeshita. Like everything hits, like everything. There's a loud every strike. There's always a loud sound, uh, and I, I think for me, yes, he, he has one of the best move sets I've ever seen uh, from a wrestler. So, and and that's saying something. I say he has moves. The he has normal moves. Na finish, pero actually siya magi finish eh. He's kind of like uh, Gunther. Now every move can be a finishing move for me. And although he only uses one, so but yeah, this was a really good match. And uh, can I can I say something about Ring of Honor? Like, yeah, uh, sure, sure. Ito lang, I'm just wondering why are they suddenly taping again after Dynamite or Rampage? For me, that setup at Universal Studios was already perfect, and they would run bunch of shows there and it would feel like full sale NXT and it would have a different type and it would have a different feel than an AEW show because watching the episode earlier of Ring of Honor it para, para siyang, for me upgraded version of dark they they just replaced the graphics but you know the, the ring ropes were still you know the red white and blue so for me the presentation when they were they're doing these types of tapings and they would tape after the the main uh, AEW shows, parang it kind of deteriorates the Ring of Honor brand for me. Like they should have their own set, their own arena, their own tapings, their own presentation. So yun lang, yun lang. Because the in-ring product is great, but I can't help but to think it's like a dart, you know, because of the way they're presenting it. Actually, I agree with you, but not just because of the way they present it. But I I guess we can talk about that some other time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I say they do the same thing for dark. Sometimes the dark show itself, yung, the dark without the elevation, is is taped the Unsa Universal Studios, and a lot of times it's not. So I can't tell you yeah. what the setup is and why the setup is like that. So, um, 
It's confusing as well, but you know, it is what it is. And Tony Khan isn't the best promoter out there ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, our time is running out really quickly. So uh, we have one bonus pick because we know you want to see matches too. Um, it is from SmackDown last Friday. Gunta versus Xavier Woods for the Intercontinental Championship. Pretty fun stuff. We know Xavier is really good. Uh, people like to call him the third best member of the New Day, but I think I think all of them are on equal footing when it comes to the in ring yes. style. Yeah, um, it's just that Xavier knows how uh, how his body um, performs, so he performs in a style that umaayon sa kahayahan niya. And uh, for the match with Gunther, he really made it work, man. Um, he matched Gunther's uh, style blow for blow even and uh, kind of throw threw in his style. He didn't quite work uh, Gunther's style 100%, but he took it and, you know, put in his own little stank on it. So uh, pretty fun stuff. I thought it should have made evented um, last uh, the episode of SmackDown. And um, I thought it was like a prestigious match that deserved uh, more time. What did you think, Emil? Yeah, I agree. This should have been invented. Because I like Solosikov, but I'm quite sick of him main eventing TV now for how many weeks uh, in a row. But yeah, this match was main event worthy. Say we got Gunther, who of course, like he's he's Gunther. He's a, one of the best right now. And Xavier Woods, when called upon, he's good. Like he's great. I'm not even going to say he's good. He's great. Because People doesn't really notice his wrestling because he's more known as the hype guy of the new day. Pero I actually like it when Diramansa, I wish na, you know, they would get injured, but when uh, he's uh, he pag solo lang siya, he get he he gets to shine. And this is one of those moments where he get to he get to shine on his own uh without his without Kofi or Biggie overshadowing him because um like it or not when most of the time that the focus is on Biggie or Kofi. But Xavier is good on his own. He's great on his own. And he got to show it on the worldwide stage against one of the best champions in the modern era. And he went toe-to-toe. It was a great back and forth match. Indisha naging a jobber match now. It was only a yeah. few minutes and then the post So he, that you was can't, a- <laughs> you can't make Xavier Woods a jobber. That's exactly, how- yeah, ex- exactly. So for me. It shows you how good he was. Nakipag compete talaga siya against Gunter. And even though he lost, his stock, I think, went up after this match for me. Yeah. Agree, agree. Uh it's it's fun the way they are handling the mid-card on SmackDown right now. It is very yes, fluid. Yeah. Um Shepard, they have less time, so they can't feature just about everyone. But uh the way they do it. Uh, I, I enjoy the rotating cast. So I'm sorry, guys. LA Knight can't always be on the show. But um, <laughs> I like that everyone is at least somehow getting a fair shake. All right. That is. Uh, uh, no, no uh, just want to add this one point. Yeah. And now, although we're going to talk about this on Thursday, now that there's a new title, that upper mid card scene is going to, it's going to get, it's going to be boosted. So you're going to see more Gunter, more Seamus, more Drew. On a, I think on a bigger stage. Uh, so, but we'll talk about more about the new title on on the live stream on Thursday. Yes, sir. Uh, definitely a big topic. I have quite a bit to say about that. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, wala na. Wala na momentum. Sorry, bro. Uh, that is it for our picks of the week <laughs> for the week of April 17 to the week of, to April 24. If you enjoyed our picks and if you have picks of your own, just, you know, Reach out to us, uh, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling Two X Pod on TikTok and Twitter. I am at Rosevar. He is at EML underscore Meister. We have at underscore Stancy for Stan at Chino Super Size for Chino and at Monday Night Rowan. That's N I T E for Rowan A S H. Uh, you just leave your picks on the comments of this post of this uh, episode. And Champre, we know how much you miss leaving your own picks. Uh, I know we don't get to read them anymore on the live stream, but it is for your own good. It's for, it's for, it's for something better, you know. <laughs> All right, uh, that is it for our third audio only of the week. I'm sorry, there's so much content to get through, but uh, if you are a fan, again, I'm sure you'd love having something to listen to almost, um, almost every day. <laughs> So yes. thank you again <laughs> on on behalf of my co-hosts and on behalf of Emil ASH, uh, Stan Chino, and Rowan ASH. This has been the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you as well to our good boys and girls, our babyface producers, our babyface marketing team over at Podcast Network Asia for helping us and letting us do what we do and make the most out of our passion for podcasting and talking about wrestling so until then until the live stream or until the the weekly big episode we are here and we'll see you all right don't uh, be safe don't be a dick be well do good and you know just you know take it easy all right wrestling wrestling podcast out peace The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.